It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 6-4 to improve to 11-2-0 on the year. 22 points already for the Vegas Golden Knights in the midst of a seven-game win streak. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, Dan, I, that's as wild a third period as I've seen in quite, in quite some time. Uh, what was your perspective on the call? I, I, I needed to take a breath. Holy Toledo. <laughs> that, that was something. I keep a scorecard with everything that happens in a period. And, you know, sometimes when it's a busy period, you go back and fill some, some stuff in during the intermissions. Well, I barely wrote down three goals <laughs> in the, 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 that stretch of time. Uh, it seemed like every moment or two that there was either a goal scored or a penalty was going on the board or something crazy happened, especially when you compare it to the way that the game proceeded through the first 40 minutes when there really wasn't much of anything. There were just three goals. There were only, uh, uh, let's see, just one power play. Uh, at that point, going to the third period. So it was relatively low event as it relates to the scoring sheet. But, you know, the, the third period scoring sheet is an absolute mess. And while it, it became sort of unwound, the Golden Knights ensured that it was not going to become uh, uncontrolled. They still outscored Montreal during that crazy third period 4-3, outshot them 14-9, and... As much as you hate to give up a couple of goals in the way that they did there at the end, I, I suppose that uh, you kind of take this game on the whole. And for the most part, this was a strong performance by Vegas, even though they surrender four goals. And Aiden Hill, though he gives up four, you know, this was a night where he didn't have to face a lot of you know, high danger chances. There wasn't a lot of sustained offensive zone pressure around him. There were just those odd man situations and four times Montreal found the back of the net <laughs> but as good as Jake Allen was who faced a lot more pressure from the Knights shots and real chances uh, he was very good but still gave up six goals crazily yeah. yeah and so for the Golden Knights at 11-2-0 right now through their first 13 games like how have they been able to do it because to me it's just the story of this season so far is the Golden Knights are finding ways to win. If you need to win a game one nothing, they can do that. If you need to win a game six to four like this one, a wild third period, they can do that too. You said it. They come in with the best goals against average in the league. It'll go up a little bit because they gave up four. It started today at 1.92, so it's the best goals against average. Their offense, which has kind of been a story in that they seem to score when they need to, is, you know, middle third. They came in 12th. They scored six today, so that number is going to go up. Uh, what I, I guess I'm getting at here, Ryan, is that they uh, have, when needed, gotten the great defensive effort. But other games, when maybe a couple more have gone in, for example, today, for example, in Ottawa Thursday, yeah. they've had enough offense. It hasn't happened where they've stunk it up defensively and stunk it up offensively in the same game. One or the other seems to come through and, you know, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it's more by design. And that's what's impressive that that design has worked out to the tune of 11 wins in their first 13. You know, one of the, one of the other things that I, I want to point to is the power play for the Golden Knights. We've got 
a two-for-four performance tonight on the power play for the Golden Knights. Are we starting to kind of get to a point with the power play far enough into the season where you start to look at it as a consistent offensive uh, threat for the Golden Knights? Yes, and Bruce Cassidy said as much on the pregame show today in that while Montreal is going to try to trade chances and get offense that way and hope they can outscore you, Vegas does not want to do that. Vegas can get its offense in a more deliberate manner, and part of that is contributing on the power play. As you mentioned, a couple of goals today. They've got 10. But the other part of it is they're not giving up, uh, not just opposing power play goals, but opposing power play chances, and that's significant. So today, as an example, Vegas had four power plays, they scored two. Montreal had two power plays, they score one. Okay, but, you know, like the raw numbers matter there. Vegas scored two and Montreal won. On the season now, Vegas has had 42 power plays, but opponents have only had 30. So Vegas's power play has had 12 more chances than opposing team power plays. So I think that's a big part of it, too. And that had been one of the issues where, sure, the Knights have had a really good penalty kill at times over the course of the last couple of years. But their power play wasn't producing, but they also weren't getting a lot of chances. They are much outpacing the chances, and I think that's part of it as well. They've scored, clearly, that's significant. But, you know, by uh, they're still coming in today. Their 21% was actually below the median. They were below the median, even though it has been what we would consider uh, a positive point for this team. So it can only get better, and obviously they got two today on four chances, so the percentage will go up. But you, you get what I'm saying. It, it's, it's two things. It's that they're scoring and that they're getting a lot more chances relative to opponents. You know, and then one other thing I wanted to touch on is, as you mentioned, Zach Whitecloud, Nick Haig, both plus four in this game, a, a game that features 10 goals total. It's just a testament, right, to how deep this blue line is for the Golden Knights. Yeah, Zach was on the pregame show today, posed the question to him about being perhaps in the eyes of Ottawa head coach DJ Smith, the best third pair in the National Hockey League. They're not going to be eye-popping when you've got Theodore on one pair and Petrangelo on the top pair. You know, you're going to kind of strain to get that third pair of minutes, Bruce Cassidy told us. But he's been comfortable with them, that he has trusted them. And listen, when you've got Haig and Whitecloud, who are not only reliable, trustworthy, but now chipping in offensively, with each of them getting a goal uh, in the last couple of games. That is, uh, and I don't want to call it icing on the cake because it diminishes what they have done, but you know, it, it really adds to the, the depth um, not, and the balance. Sure, you're going to think Petrangelo, his nine assists, Theodore, his nine points. All of that is going to anchor the Knights' offensive production from the blue line. Watch out for 14 and two. They're gonna they're gonna do more than chip in this year as they continue uh, toward veteran status. They're they're not quite you know wily veterans compared to the rest of the D, but they're getting there. I mean they're not kids anymore. These guys have been around for a few years in the pro ranks. All right, Dan, your final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Toronto on Tuesday. Yeah, we uh, we su suppose that perhaps there could be something in the offing with Sheldon Keefe and the Leafs the way things were going for Toronto. Mm. Uh, you know, after Vegas beat them, they continued to struggle. But as Gary mentioned, they had a great win against the Bruins, and perhaps the ship has been righted to some degree. Uh, you know, Gary kind of joked. He was joking, I think. 
that, uh, you know, who's going to be the coach when the Knights and the Leafs meet again? And <laughs> obviously there has not been a change, but uh, it's always fun. You know, this trip, uh, when you go to Ottawa, when you go to Montreal, and you go to Toronto, there's some kind of connection for most of the players on the team mm. to these Canadian cities where hockey is so steeped in culture. And it's special for those guys how often those guys rise to the occasion. A lot of people say that in Toronto, one of the reasons why the Leafs tend to have difficulty, especially at home, is because opposing players get up to play in what is often their backyard. A lot of these guys uh, who play in the NHL, Ontario is the dominant province that produces the most NHL players. So I wonder if there's something to that. We'll mm. see if the Knights can make it 2-0 against the Leafs. All right, fantastic stuff as always, Dan. Have a great rest of your night, and we will chat on Tuesday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 6-4 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights, their seventh win in a row and 11th in 13 games so far this season. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA insurance post game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 6 to 4 to improve to 11 2 and 0 on the year and their seventh consecutive win for the Vegas Golden Knights. A perfect 3 and 0 so far on this road trip. The post game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital. The Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we'll get to it in the third period in the highlights. Um, Alex Petrangelo narrowly escapes a, a really bad hit from Josh Anderson at. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how Petrangelo was able to just kind of roll off of that hit, but thankfully he did and was no worse for wear for the Golden Knights uh, the remainder of the game. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We've got quite a few of them. In the first period, both teams had some good chances through the first half of the period, but the Golden Knights would strike first with Nick Haig ripping a slapper home for his first goal of the year. Finds Stevenson. He carves in. Left circle. Extra pass to Stone in the middle. He shot it wide right. Stevenson right corner, pinned against the railing. Good work by Kirby Dock, but the puck comes out high, and Nicholas Haig rips it toward the goal and in. Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. Nick Haig's first of the year, unassisted at 13.25 of the first period, made it 1-0 Vegas. Less than a minute later, the Canadians would find the equalizer as Cole Caulfield scored his eighth of the year. Back in from Montreal on the left wing side with Kirby Dock. Put it out in front and score. One of the top scorers in the National Hockey League since Marty St. Louis was taken over as head coach. Caulfield puts home his eighth of the season, and it's a 1-1 tie. Cole Caulfield's eight of the year from Kirby Dock and Joel Edmondson at 14-16 of the first period tied the game at one. Then Aiden Hill would make a big-time save on Mike Hoffman. It's our AAA insurance save of the game. Another look in the near circle. Hoffman poked towards the net. A shot and a sprawling save by Hill. Still in the zone. Up top, Savard. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So thanks to that save from Aiden Hill, the Golden Knights and Canadians would go to the second period tied at one. Vegas would dial up the pressure early in the second period as Riley Smith finished off a beautiful pass from William Carlson. Marcia so sets up Carlson with Smith. Carlson for Smith. He scores! 
Marceau sprung the two-on-one breakout. Carlson thought about shooting, but then he saw Smith. Riley taps it home for his fourth goal of the season. The Knights take a two-to-one lead, two and a half minutes into the second period. Let's go now to Montreal and head coach Bruce Cassidy. Teams end by the time they get it back, they're dumping it and changing. So I think they really set the table for the next line coming over the boards, and they end up finishing a few plays, which I was glad to see they get rewarded on the score sheet because sometimes those type of lines they get lots of shots, 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 um, and. Uh, you know, they don't always go in, and they, they did at the end. That's an inside joke for Vegas people. <laughs> on that note, how much credit does Little John get for the John, 42 Little shots John tonight? gets a lot of credit for this one tonight. We're going to give him the, uh, his, he's 1-0 in his career uh, with the shots, 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 because it certainly worked. <laughs> what has been the key to the scoring depth besides shots? Like, it, it seems to be a consistent thing at this point. Yeah, well, talent. Uh, we've got good players uh, that can make plays. Um, I thought the lines that supported the puck early uh, as you're coming out of the zone and through the neutral zone had the most success. Um, once you're in the O zone and if they're playing a little more man to man and you can separate then you don't have to get as close when you have good possession. I thought we figured that out as the game went along and every line bought in and then now all of a sudden they're all you know, benefiting. So. Uh, I can't speak for Montreal if they're fatigued. You know, they come off a road trip, but at the end of the day, we, we found our legs. And like I said, I think this puck support, uh, willing to get inside and talent certainly helped us. Marcheson was, was the first player to reach 300 points in franchise history. Uh, what does it say about this consistency over the years? Yeah, I mean, I'm new to Marshy, but I've, I've coached against him and very competitive, uh, intense, uh, proud. Uh, guy, so I mean, he's trying to work on his overall game, but he's always going to be a guy that's is a scorer, right? He's got a good shot, he's got a nose, he gets open, he finds pucks. He's playing with two two good players too that they read off very well. So putting that line back together, I think, has helped helped us. Uh, it's something we were considering doing out of training camp, but we kind of left it alone. So, um, but good for Marshy. Um, I know he's from La Belle Province, so that's good for him. They all came to play tonight, so I wish we could play here every night for those guys. We asked uh, Marcia so earlier about the 300 points, and he said, yeah, 300 points is good, but it's no Iron Man. Uh, it <laughs> seems like the veteran presence is felt in this in this group. How much is that contributing to, to the recent success? Yeah, I, I think guys get along in that room, and there's uh, they have fun with one another. And Phil's streak certainly has brought us closer together as a team. Like I said, I'm new to it, and Phil's new to the team. So, um, but we've had some some fun with that, and uh, it's a hell of an accomplishment for Phil. And I think the guys respect it and appreciate it. But um, you know that part's been good. And then there's a lot of other guys that are quiet leaders, like the Alec Martinez of the world that missed a lot of time last year. He's out there every day, grinding and blocking shots and playing the right way. And, Stanley Cup champion, so I think our guys look up to, to both those guys. Did you think of that hit of Josh Anderson? Well, I don't like it. I don't. It's unnecessary to me. Um, we dealt with it. I thought our guys stuck together, and um, I thought it was the right call on the ice. We'll see what happens from there. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Thank you. That was Bruce Cassidy addressing the media after tonight's 6-4 win. When we left in the highlights, the Golden Knights had just taken a 2-1 lead in the second period. Riley Smith from William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau at 2:24 of the second period. So the Golden Knights would take that 2-1 lead going into the third period. It's 2-1 in the third period. You think that this is kind of a, a, a buttoned-up game. 
that wasn't the case. The Canadians were just one shot away from tying the game up after being dominated in the second period, and they didn't waste much time in the third as Nick Suzuki got the equalizer just 56 seconds into the frame. Into a couple of bodies in front, and Stevenson wipes out, leads to a three-on-one for Montreal. Suzuki is in, back and forth, score! Suzuki ties it! 2-2, a minute into the third period. Nick Suzuki, his seventh of the year, second of the game from Kirby Dock and Caden Gooley at 56 seconds of the third period, tied the game at two. Four minutes later, the Golden Knights would once again regain the lead as Riley Smith scored his second of the night, a power play goal. Vegas with the puck with the second unit on. Theodore across to the left. Kessel, shoot, save, rebound, score! Riley Smith! Riley scores his second of the game, and the Knights take a 3-2 lead with a power play goal. Riley Smith, his fifth of the year, second of the game from Phil Kessel and Shea Theodore at 4.45 of the third period, made it 3-2 Vegas, a power play goal. The Golden Knights would break the game open as Keegan Colasar would then deflect a Nick Haig point shot home to make it 4-2. Vegas to the offensive zone. William Carrier going to it. Out to the left point. Haig shoots, score! Colasar busting the crease. Goaltender Jake Allen says it was a high touch. The officials will conference and make a decision. Keegan Colasar's second of the year. Deflection of Nick Haig's point shot. Haig with the assist at 8.14 of the third period made it 4-2 Vegas. 21 seconds later, Nick Waugh scored to add to the lead. Another look for that trio. Waugh closing in. He scores! Two quick strikes for Vegas. Five, two nights. 11.25 to play in the third. This one straight inside the right post from the righty shooting Quebec native Nicolas Waugh. Nick Waugh's third of the year from Keegan Colasar and Will Carrier. At 8.35 of the third period made it 5-2 Vegas. And at this time, it seemed like the game was just going to, to play out. It, it, the Golden Knights were in firm control. Then Josh Anderson laid a big hit on Alex Petrangelo. In the ensuing moments after the hit, Alec Martinez got a roughing penalty, and so did Alex Petrangelo. Josh Anderson got a five-minute major and a game misconduct. So the result of that, it's a weird situation, but the Montreal Canadiens had two minutes of four-on-three penalty time. And after that, two minutes was up. The Golden Knights would have three minutes of power play time. So out of all the ensuing craziness of that play, it started with the Montreal Canadiens on the power play, and Nick Suzuki would once again find the back of the net to cut the Golden Knights' lead. Here's Doc to the right. Score! Suzuki from the right wing. The 12 seconds come off the board. Suzuki gets his second of the contest, and Montreal pulls to within 5-3. Suzuki's eighth of the year from Kirby Dock and Cole Caulfield at 10:21 of the third period made it 5-3 Vegas. That was a power play goal for the Montreal Canadiens. When the Golden Knights had their power play time off the Anderson Major, they once again found their three-goal lead on a Jonathan Marchessault power play goal. Here the dot. Eichel to the left. Marchessault scores! One-time shot, Jonathan Marchessault. Power play goal for Vegas. 6-3 Knights with 6.44 to go in the third period. Marchessault's sixth of the year from Jack Eichel and Alex Petrangelo at 13-16 of the third period made it 6-3 Vegas. Again, a power play goal. 
Then the Habs cut the lead back down to two as Uri Slopkovsky in the box serving the major for Josh Anderson came out of the penalty box and then finds the back of the net. Left wing glides into the zone. Feeds the slot. One time shot. They score. Slopkovsky right out of the box and on the board. And the Canadians are back within two. Six for Vegas. Uri Slavkovsky's third of the year from Caden Gooley at 15-21 of the third period made it 6-4 Vegas. After that goal, the Golden Knights would settle things down the remainder of the third period. The Canadians would pull Jake Allen for the extra attacker, and the Golden Knights would hold, and all that was left in this one was the final call. Five seconds to go on the near boards. It's sent down off the stick at center. That will do it. Vegas extends the winning streak golden knights six canadians four seven consecutive wins for the golden knights they're 11 and two six to four the final score the vegas golden knights defeat the montreal canadians to improve to 11 2 and 0 and run their consecutive win streak up to seven games in a row and with tonight's golden knights win you win as well enjoy 31 percent off menu price pizzas at pizza hut tomorrow using the code vgk wins on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. You know. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeats the Montreal Canadiens 6-4. to The final score in this one. Vegas, seven wins in a row, 11-2-0 on the year, 22 points out of a possible 26 points. Next in action on Tuesday at 4 o'clock against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Listen, this was a wacky game. I thought the Golden Knights' second period probably should have seen them up 3-1, 4-1 going into the third period. They just didn't get the results that they were looking for in the second period. I thought they were dominant in the second period. And then you kind of allow a team to linger. You see what happens. The Montreal Canadiens find a way uh, to, to make it interesting in the third period. I, I did not like at all the hit from Josh Anderson. Fortunately for the Golden Knights, Alex Petrangelo was no worse for wear. And I think that we're seeing a team right now that's playing for one another. Riley Smith goes down on a, on a big hit on Tuesday against Washington. Jonathan Marchessault is in there First man in, Braden McNabb, first man in. You see it again tonight. Alex Petrangelo takes a big hit. You've got two guys jumping in, Brett Howden and Alec Martinez. So right now, winning cures a lot of things. The Golden Knights are feeling themselves in the midst of this seven-game win streak, and this is one heck of a road trip. Now the Golden Knights can make it a great one in Toronto and then concluding in Buffalo. We'll take a break. We'll wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the... It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 6-4. No hyperbole here. The Golden Knights are the best team in hockey right now. It is November 5th. 2022 and right now the golden knights are the best team in hockey through their first 13 games played 11 2 and 0 22 points sits atop the standings in the nhl so 702-876-1340 is the number 702-876-1340 this is your post game show 
for the best team in the league right now. Wall-to-wall calls, that's what I want. If you've never called in before, dial the number, 702-876-1340. We can talk 11-2-0. We can talk seven-game consecutive win streak. We can talk the hit. I don't care. Whatever direction you want to go, let's go there. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? It is so much fun to look at the naysayers who said, what if we're 4-7 and seven after 11 games? What are we going to do? We'll have to fire everybody. I loved hearing those people and, and refuting everything they said. And now, of course, it's way too early, but it sure is fun. It's a lot more fun. I don't think when you get two people blindsided this week like we have with Riley Smith and Alex Petrangelo, Man, you got to come to their rescue, and every time you do, you end up shorthanded. That's not fair at all. I mean, they were all penalties. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that the <laughs> Golden Knights shouldn't have been uh, in that situation. Like the Marsh is so one on Faravari. Like, listen, that that's that. You're always gonna get the guy retaliating. Uh, it was weird how the the penalties sorted themselves out tonight with the the hit from Josh Anderson, and then the two minors to the Golden Knights, but you know what? You, you trade power play goals. It's not the worst thing in the world, and the Golden Knights came out on the other side. No, and we did it on Tuesday night, too. We came yeah. out okay, so I yeah. can't complain. I just wish teams would stop doing cheap shots. That, that would be nice. Uh, off topic real quick, why does the National Hockey League play 13 games one night and two the other? I don't get that. Um, usually when the schedule is lighter, it's a national broadcast heavy day. So you don't want competing games taking away from national ratings. Okay. So really there's no method to the madness. Like tonight's oh. hockey night in Canada. So, you yeah, know, but I mean, I mean like midweek, you'd mid- want to clear the deck for that. Well, you, you would, but you also want all your Canadian teams in, in, you know, in, in action. Like there's, there's still somewhat of a regional perspective when it comes to, Hockey Night in Canada. Saturday is one of the biggest games, and there were a lot of games early on in the day, so you can kind of keep them away from those primetime slots. Uh, but, I mean, during the week, like when you're talking about Tuesday, Wednesdays, when you've got big-time national broadcasts on TNT or ESPN, they, they want as many hockey fans tuning into those games, so you try to schedule uh, – you try not to schedule too many games uh, to oppose that and pull viewership away. Okay. Well, just to wrap it up, I am on the uh, Bruce Cassidy – fan train and i just think he's a wonderful refreshing uh, new addition to the night yeah i'm right there with you mike thank you for the call refreshing is the word that i would use for this golden knights team certainly there's an aspect of it when you miss the playoffs you want to get back there and you want things to be and feel new but actually having it be new with bruce cassidy and and how candid he is with his answers i think is fantastic for this golden knights hockey club 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. We're talking about the best team in hockey right now, the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Feeling feeling better and better as this road trip progresses. Yeah. Um, to one big difference between Montreal and us. All four lines contributed for us, whereas them, just their top line, which is very exciting to watch. Their top line contributed... And then at the very end of the game, their fourth line scored that fourth goal. But clear advantage in depth for us versus them. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I mean, and the Montreal Canadiens are really top-heavy. The majority of their goal scoring is going to come through Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, and it was really no different tonight. Yeah, it, it, 
I, I was glad to see us win in a tough, I don't want to say tough environment, but a fun environment. Yeah. A road game where we have a lot, of, we have a very heavy Canadian roster to begin with, so it's nice to see our team perform. I bet they were extra motivated to be on, you know, national TV in Canada to do that. So, um, I mean, the last two games of this road trip, we got Toronto, which uh, I think we're getting them at a, for the second time at, at a good time while they're they're trying to figure things out. And then uh, my favorite game of this road trip, uh, the Buffalo game. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get eight nine points uh, before we head back. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Sal. Thanks for the call. Um, just a note on Toronto: they did beat the Boston Bruins earlier today. However, in doing so, they it looks like they've lost number one goaltender Ilya Samsonov to an injury. So Matt Murray is on the shelf with an injury as well. Samsonov went down today doesn't look like he's going to be an option maybe maybe he will be we'll see uh but you've got essentially third string goaltender fourth string goaltender potentially for the toronto maple leafs come tuesday against the vegas golden knights 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out of the phone lines bring in steven hey steven how you doing well ryan i'm on cloud nine again after the golden knights pulled off a win on the road in montreal and like that i feel like we've historically have struggled in I don't know, that might just be me, but I feel like we've tended to struggle in Montreal and being them is just feeling, it just feels amazing to me. And 11-2, and I'm blown away. Did you ever think that we'd be 11-2 and No. games, Ryan? No, I didn't. I, I mean, I listen, I look at the schedule, right? And, and I think that you can see a path for sure, but it, it's, it's requiring you to not have any letdowns. It's requiring you to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And, you know, I, I looked at the first month of the season for the Golden Knights. I, I said, if you get out of there with six or seven wins, right? Like, that's great. And the Golden Knights far exceeded my expectations. Uh, what did you have going into the first 13? Like, what did you think their record was going to be? Oh, boy, I, I was kind of around the same. I was thinking maybe at best eight wins. Yeah. But 11 is just I'm mind-blown, Brian. This is unbelievable. Yeah. What's, what's been the biggest reason, you think, for this start? Well, I had been preaching uh, defense prior to the Ottawa game a couple days ago. That, that's that been the thing leading the way. But I feel like the Golden Knights have gone through a little bit of an identity shift here through just these last two games. Their offense has suddenly awoken. Whereas uh, defensively, I don't want to say that they took a step back, but they've kind of shown a different side of themselves. And they're just becoming a team that just knows how to win no matter what it takes. So I feel like their identity now is just win. As simple yeah. as that. And, I feel like that's the mentality they're riding on. Bruce Cassidy, uh, coming from Boston, he had an extremely high winning mentality. It's it's just translating to the Golden Knights perfectly so far. Yeah, you know what, Stephen? Thank you for the call. I I have a bit of a theory on why the Golden Knights have played the last two games the way that they have against Ottawa, against Montreal. When you have young teams that want to be offensive, they're going to trade chances with you. And the Golden Knights are a notoriously good off-the-rush team. So if you give the Golden Knights chances, and as many chances as, they, as they've had over the last two games, they're going to bury you. They're going to find ways to score. They, you're not turning this into a playoff game when you're the Montreal Canadiens or Ottawa Senators. You're turning it into a track meet, and this is a team that will beat you that way if that's the way you want to play it. The Golden Knights would prefer to go 2-1, to 3-2, to two, but if you want to dial it up and open things up like the Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators have done, the Golden Knights can find the back of the net with the best of them in the league. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? 
I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ian? I'm good. It was a fun game. Yes, it was definitely pretty exciting. I actually missed the second period, which, all things considered, seems like the best period of the three to have not seen. Um, the, the back-to-back goals from Polisar and Waugh, yeah. super exciting. Um, seeing the contribution coming from third and fourth line, you know, getting two defenseman goals. Just, I think it was two defensemen goals. Maybe I was wrong. At least one. But getting goals from the defense is mm-hmm. awesome. And another thing on top of that is just seeing the Knights being able to win games in multiple ways. There's been a lot of low-scoring wins this season, and they really haven't given up goals. But obviously this game and the last game, they gave up four goals. And seeing them be able to face that adversity of, we're letting more goals in, we just got to go out there and score more. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's nice that even when Aiden Hill or, uh, like in the last game, Logan Thompson are letting in a, more goals than they have been, that the team has been there to make up the difference and put more in. Yeah, and I think you're going to have that from time to time. But as Bruce Cassidy's mentioned, you, you if you're a good team, you're going to have other aspects of your game pick you up. So, if the defensive side of the puck's not working for you or you're not getting the saves, and I'm not say, saying the Golden Knights aren't getting the saves. I'm just saying in those moments when you don't, you need your offense to carry you through. You need your power play to pick you up, and the Golden Knights had that tonight. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I we'd all like to see the Knights only ever let in, you know, no goals, all shutouts, one goal, two goals, but it's not realistic. It's going to happen. There's going to be games like tonight and, uh, what was it, Thursday's game, yep. that four goals get put in. And you know what? Unlike last year, they're matching that. When there's those goals getting put in by the other team, they're getting them in too. So, and, and like I said, the scoring is coming from multiple places. We're not relying on two people to score. It's, yep. yeah, it's a great a- trend. I'm loving it. You're absolutely right, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. The Golden Knights have been very balanced so far this season. And, you know, when you're looking at an 11-2-0 and record, there's really not much to complain about here. We're taking more of your calls, 702-876-1340 on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 6-4, the final score in the game tonight. 11-2-0, 22 points. For the Vegas Golden Knights so far on the year. Best team right now in hockey, according to their record. So this is your post-game show. I expect calls to be wall-to-wall here. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, good. Hey, my question is uh, goaltending. Now, with Roswell coming back in and going to the AHL mm-hmm. on recovery... Um, my feeling is Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill being a great tandem with Rossois coming back in and healing. Where do you see goaltending going to in the future? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, Kevin. I, I think for the Golden Knights, you, you kind of want to see what you have or where Loren Brossois is. And the only way that you're really going to get there is with NHL games. Like, is there an opportunity or a potential that you make a trade? Sure, there is. Like, that's something that you could do. You've got three goaltenders, and I would argue all three of them are NHL goaltenders. That being said, right now you've got a good thing going with Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. Could you find creative ways to get Logan Thompson, or I'm sorry, to get Loren Brossois into an NHL game without sending anybody through waivers or sending anybody down? Yeah, you can. It would involve Logan Thompson paper transaction down to the AHL. Um, 
I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I don't know that I would mess with much of anything right now with the Golden Knights. I think that it's it's something that you just kind of you work in when you have to. I mean, Aiden Hill's five and zero, right? He's five and zero right now this season with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's seven and zero for like it, to me like that. That is that is something that you you don't really mess with. So, uh, Kevin, I don't know what the Golden Knights are going to do. There are a lot of different options on the table. Uh, you can roll with three goaltenders if you want to. That would require you sending one of your forwards or one of, one of your extra forwards or your extra defensemen through waivers and to the AHL. Is that something Vegas does? You have kind of a three-man rotation. I can see that being something that you do. Uh, but right now, I, I think that you you got to run it with, with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. They've been so good to start I, the I year. I agree 100% that, with that. Like You don't pick something that's not broken, and I think they're doing a – amazing job which is a breath of fresh air that the knights have needed yeah and i i just and that's what that's what my concern was like with Rosois coming back like is there are they gonna are they gonna play the game and try to bring him back in and maybe upset a good thing or you know what i mean yeah i mean Thank you, Kevin, for the call. Time will tell, right? Like, you really have to figure out what you're going to do with Loren Brossois over the course of the next couple of days by next week probably. And and I think if you're trying to showcase here and there, uh, maybe you spot them into a couple of games by, by figuring out how to do that creatively. But from there, I don't know that you're going to disrupt what Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson are doing. Um, whether that means you keep three goaltenders and – when things start to go bad, you go with Lauren Brassois. Maybe that's something that the Golden Knights do. But right now, I don't have an indication or a leaning strongly one way or another that the Golden Knights are going to do this or that. There are options on the table, and we'll see what Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee end up doing. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, how's it going? I appreciate you taking the call. Uh, good, bud. Hey Ryan, so I just wanted to uh, I just want to say I'm super ecstatic about the team where they are. Yeah. I know it's early in the season, but it's a good chunk in the season. And you know, in the beginning part of the season, you know, they pretty much had Thompson and Hill picking the guys up. Uh, they pretty much stayed within Cassidy's system. But I couldn't be happier since that line shakeup, moving Kessel down. You know, putting the big boys on the top two lines. I just feel like, and I don't know if you agree, but we can just play with anybody. Line one through four, even the games against Calgary. Uh, where we lost, um, you know, we got the Maple Leafs coming up. They played with Suzuki and Caulfield today, top goal scorers. I, I just feel like this team, I know complete is a tough word to go with, but I feel really good about the team, and I think the fan base does too. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're 11-2-0. There's there's not too much to complain about. I, I think your point's well taken in that you will match them up against anybody in the league and feel pretty confident. Like Jack Eichel, uh, Mark Stone on one line together. You've got the Misfits. You know what they can do. Uh, the only question that I have, or maybe not a question, but I feel like you could be getting more out of your third line. And and to me, Nick Waugh is a third-line center. He's been phenomenal on your fourth line with Will Carrier and Keegan Colasar, but I just wonder if there's an opportunity to bump Nick Waugh up so that you get a little bit more out of your third line. Perhaps that's something Bruce Cassidy looks at, but right now, when you, if you're going to get two or three goals a night or two or three goals in a moment from, from your fourth line, you're going to take that all day long because you're going to win those hockey games. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like I said, the production has been... I just feel like, and again, I don't, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but 
since that line change. Yeah. Uh, like I said, moving Kessel down, I, I just feel like all the all the guys on the team are playing super free. There's really not a whole lot of pressure. You, you know, I don't feel like they feel like they need to buy into the uh, the defensive positioning that they need to be in or that Cassidy wants them to be in. Uh, you know, I just feel like the the guys up top in line one through four that they can pretty much score with anybody because you know when games get tough against tough teams. Sometimes things break down. So these games right now where they're winning the 6-4, to four, you know, they put up six twice in the past two games. It's just huge for their mindset going forward. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Jeff, and thank you for the call. I, I think you said it perfectly. They're playing free, and, and a lot of that has to do with the amount of winning the Golden Knights are doing right now. When, when you're on a roll, things tend to just go your way, and the Golden Knights have certainly had that through the last seven games. Uh, but you have a free team right now, and, and the, they're playing the way that they're supposed to. Um, I want to see them tighten things up defensively a little bit more, uh, but the fact that they're able to trade chances and win those those uh, those battles when the game opens up, it gives you it gives you good feelings about where this team is at offensively, and that was a question mark going into the season. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 6-4 to to run their win streak up to seven games in a row. They are 3-0 and so far on their road trip and 11-2-0 on the year. The Golden Knights right now the best record in hockey. And that's considerable when you factor in that the Golden Knights missed the playoffs last year. This is a refreshed and renewed team. And through the first 13 games this season, the Golden Knights look like they are on a mission to prove something to the NHL world. Vegas Golden Knights are next in action on Tuesday at 4 o'clock against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until Tuesday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.